This is a Fubar Radio podcast. If you need any more information, head to fubarradio.com. Callum McSwiggan on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome back to the Callum McSwiggan show. That was a little bit of shelter by Charlotte Carpenter and I absolutely adore that song and I'm really quite excited because I actually have Charlotte here with me today as my lovely guest. How are you doing Charlotte? I am really really well thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on and I'm really excited to have you here because we actually go back a long way, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, Charlotte and I went to the University of Derby together, what, like 4,000 years ago? Feels like that, yeah. It was a very, very long time ago. And we weren't like, we weren't like busy mates. No. We weren't best pals. Um, I make it sound like we were enemies. We weren't. <laughs> um, but we, we kind of knew each other. And we had like mutual friends and stuff. We were, like, and like passing ships, really. We were like passing ships. In the corridor and I think maybe we did we do drinking games a couple of times. There was, yeah, around the kitchen table. Like around the kitchen that. table yeah. and student halls. All of that. couple of those. Um, and you were already kind of um, dabbling in your music back then, weren't you? And yeah. you were putting out songs. And I remember even then listening to your music and being like, oh, my, oh, oh my God, this is like really, really good. And You've actually reviewed a show of mine many moons ago. Did I review a show? Yeah. Did I? Yeah, you did. Did I come along to a show yeah, and review it? Was, it was um, Ryan's Bar in Derby. Oh, so I did. And I wrote about it for the student magazine, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and look at us now. I was a baby. We were both babies yeah. back then. Yeah, you were. Tiny, tiny little fetus people. <laughs> um, so um, your music career has really taken off since then and you've, you've performed mm-hmm. in all kinds of incredible places and you've been putting out music left, right and centre. And t- tell, me, tell me a little bit more about yeah. that. <clears throat> well, when I graduated from Derby, yeah. I thought well, there was no better time to actually do this apart from now. So I said to my mum that, yeah, I'm, I'm graduating and this is great, this is brilliant, but I'm going to come home and have no money work really shit jobs and I've had so many bad ones yeah and then just do everything I can to be on the road as much as I can and mm-hmm. go into the studio and like make it a massive priority and yeah as soon as I graduated I released like my first EP and then just went on and on and on and on and I've I think I released like my seventh EP or something last year um it's incredible and I've managed to kind of go to Germany and I had a show in Lithuania and I've just gone around the UK Upside down, inside out. That's what it feels like, anyway. I didn't know. I didn't know you'd, you'd like toured abroad. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, I haven't done like a massive tour. I've just announced a big tour for March and April in Germany, Belgium, and the Netherlands. Amazing. That's going to be great. But before then, I just kind of popped over with my sister, borrowed a guitar, and got drunk in Hamburg. Like that's how well, it kind of went. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> sounds like a good, good time. It's very good. Um, I, I really, I really like that you kind of touched upon the kind of more gritty and 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 difficult side of like the music industry because i think often we look at it and it looks so glamorous and fabulous and like performing on a stage in front of so many like adoring fans and things like that but then i there is that it's the you know working your ass off and trying Mm. to make a living out of it and you know going to perform when you can but still having to work and all of that and it's and it uh, and i can only imagine how tough it is and i think it's it's really testament to you and your character and your passion and your drive that you've pushed through and you've still created all this amazing music on the back of that i think there's definitely been moments where you know you sit back and you begin to question yourself and like you see your friends who have maybe gone on and 
have long-term partners and have houses and cats and stuff like that and you kind of think I'd like a cat you know <laughs> <laughs> my mum won't let me have one and uh, I think that the true hero in my life is my mum because she lets me stay at home and I'm nearly 27 and she's just like I know you can't afford much yeah like you're working a little tiny coffee shop job and you're traveling anywhere that will have you so it's cool stay here as long as you want and yeah, I just owe so much to my mum. That sounds really cheesy, it super do, it, cliche, it, it but absolutely does not. Like massive shout out to your mum. It's yeah, a, it's a, it's, a, it's, it's amazing she's that she's so supportive. And Is she listening? I don't know actually. Oh, what? If she's not, I will make her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is great. I think it's all about. Um, I'm just. I feel like you know you go through phases of feeling like you're sacrificing everything for mm-hmm. that one thing that you love and now and again you get a really cool or amazing thing come back to you and you think oh no you're totally doing the right thing like yeah. you carry on you me- you mentioned like wanting a cat and things i yeah. feel i feel like um i don't know about you but i feel like i'm getting now to the kind of age where i feel like everyone's pregnant yeah. everyone's yeah. getting married everyone's doing all of the everyone's buying houses <laughs> yeah. and I'm just over here like kind of just like <laughs> floundering around like trying to figure it out and I yeah. just I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick to my thing and it, yeah, but it, yeah. it, it, it's sometimes it's, it's tempting to just be like you know what I'm just gonna do a nine to five job and nothing else and mm-hmm. and marry some guy not that I have anyone waiting I absolutely don't but you know what I mean it's, it, it's kind should. of tempting to just like settle down and, and, yeah, and live that life and I is. think it's often the more difficult choice to pursue yeah. your passion and creativity yeah it um, is but please don't ever stop I don't think I will no um <laughs> I mean yeah no I don't think I will it's, it's too embedded in me now like I do it without even thinking about yeah. it you know and um it's such a massive priority in my life and I just think no why why come this far and stop now you yeah know? because I'll just resent myself forever if I stopped and and I think the one thing you have to constantly remind yourself and you probably feel the same way is that you are actually still young mm-hmm. like this is, you're, you're 27 this is young Charlotte you know no matter how many babies your friends have had we're still young you are still young yeah like, don't let people make you feel like you have to have that house and that cat yeah, and I think I think I think it com- it comes from that constant like comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah. I often think to myself, you know, if you were looking at your life in isolation, forget everybody else, and just look at your life and take a step back and look at it in isolation, you'd be like, wow, you know, I have an incredible life. I have all of yeah. these things. I have I have these great friends. I have a great job. I have all of this stuff going on. But it's it's when you start comparing yourself to other people where suddenly yeah. it's like panic, panic. Give me give me a house. Give me a baby. Give me yeah. all the things. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, we don't need all those no, things. No, we don't. We don't. We don't at all. <laughs> um, I also wanted to ask you about, I mean, you're a musician first and foremost, and, mm-hmm. th- and this kind of leads into my question. Um, but how does your sexuality kind of yeah. play into your music? Because I know you obviously don't want to be defined as a gay musician. You yeah. want people to look at you and just appreciate your music because your sexual identity isn't really connected to that. But at the same time, when you're... You know, you create music from, you know, your your passion, your life. And mm-hmm. I kind of wonder how your sexual identity does yeah. fit into that. One of the... When, this is only something which has kind of come into my life for the past year or two. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a massive pressure on, on artists now, mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, to be way more open than what you thought you had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so now the whole social media thing, people want to know everything about you. That's just the way it is, you know. And I'm like that as well as a music fan. I'm like Wikipedia-ing people, you know. Like, yeah. where, did, where were you born? Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm that creepy fan. And, um, and then when I realised, I thought, you know, you just got to embrace this. And if people want to know stuff about you, then they do. And 
as soon as I kind of saw this as a positive thing, I was way more open about who it was, especially yeah. like being gay. And it's not really something I've ever done. I've always been 100% comfortable with my sexuality, but letting that be in kind of the public eye in some way, I never was. Yeah. But now I'm a bit older. I'm just like, oh, fuck it, whatever, you know. And I really love my girlfriend. And I just think, well, why can't I just let people know I'm happy? Yeah. You know, and when it comes to songwriting, it's slightly different because I approach songwriting in quite a genderless way. So I I don't really want to create a pigeonhole for anybody. And I don't even want to kind of put myself into a box necessarily so i do write from this perspective of maybe everybody yeah you know any sexuality can enjoy this music and resonate with it so that's how i kind of go along the songwriting process but being a part of my identity it just it just like is what it is really and i think i feel like i've been quite lucky in the respect of um not really ever having an issue no one's ever really said anything to me that made me feel uncomfortable about being a lesbian yeah and um it's just yeah it's just one of them things that people are slowly beginning to know and they're like all right okay cool and the first person i had a gig in glasgow a couple of months ago and i didn't realize that one of my fans was like a hardcore fan Mm. so he was like really following me everywhere i went and he saw that my girlfriend was with me like loading my amps with me and stuff she's great like that (laughs) and um he was like oh is is this a date night as well i was like what interesting yeah he said you know like is this her first time in glasgow and stuff like that and i was like oh you know more about me than i thought than you, you thought yeah yeah, and yeah that was the first time it's ever happened and uh, it was really bizarre but in, in a good way or a bad way did you well, feel like it was a little bit invasive or, or did, were you kind I of flattered feel, i did feel slightly along the lines of do i need to answer this question mm. like do you need to know but yeah then i thought well i do post about her i do put her on instagram and i do say you know I love you. Yeah. Merry Christmas with my babe, that kind of thing. I do all of that. So people are going to pick up on that. And if they want to talk to me about it, I just thought, well, I've been putting it out there. Yeah. You know, if I'm very publicly with my girlfriend and they want to ask me something, then okay. Like, yeah. And none of my songs are, all of my songs are incredibly honest and raw. So Mm. I feel like I already tell them everything anyway. Yeah. So, and I'm comfortable with people knowing stuff about me, I think. I think I am. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I think uh, Sam Smith also kind of does that um, genderless songwriting mm. where all of his music, although he's singing about men, if you if you were to yeah. just listen to his music, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't know it could be about a man yeah. or a woman. Um, and I, I just kind of did you have a, a moment where did you have like a almost like a coming out moment to your audience or was it just yeah. like you just started talking about your girlfriend one day or was there um, any specific moment where that happened? I'm trying to think, actually. I think, I don't think I kind of declared it in any way. Yeah. Because people just kind of knew. If they knew me enough anyway, they knew about it. But yeah. it wasn't really until I met my girlfriend that I have now, Carolina, where I felt really empowered as mm. a woman when I met her especially. And, and she kind of really inspired me to just feel more confident about who I am, like overall. And I just kind of thought, you know what, this girl is really something to shout about. That's how I like, felt about That's it. That's so lovely. My so, little yeah. heart is fluttering. I know, she's great. She's listening. She's oh, in Starbucks she? down the road. Yeah. Oh, shout out. The, 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 the little one around the corner. I was yeah. there earlier. Maybe I yeah. saw her. She's there. 
Oh, shout out to Carolina. Is that yes, her name? Yes, that's her name, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful name. Well, Charlotte, it's great to have you on the show. We're going to be having a lot of fun today. Yes. Um, people are going to be sending in their sex confessions later on. Lovely. And we're going to be reacting to those. So if you are listening at home and you would like to send us in an anonymous sex confession, <laughs> you can do that by emailing us at callum at com, And it's completely anonymous, so don't worry if you've got something that you find particularly embarrassing or anything like that, because we're not going to read out your name or anything like that. So do send those in and let's have a little bit of The Killers. All right, Charlotte, are you ready for a game? Yes, I'm ready. This is one of my favourite games. Um, So uh, how is your knowledge when it comes to sexual fetishes? Um, I feel like... Are you well-versed? I think I know one or two, yeah. You know your way around them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll be really impressed if you know these because they're they're quite out there. Um, So in this game, I have here, I have four fetishes written down. No, three fetishes written down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm going to give you the names of them alone. Okay. And you are going to have to try and figure out what they are the fetishes for. Oh, God, okay. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very tricky game because, you know, the, there's not really a great deal of help in the titles, but, you know. Are they so like you, scientific titles? Yeah, so, and they tend to be like kind of Latin-y. Oh. So, so, so <laughs> it, 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 it's tricky. Okay. But I have full faith that you're going to get all of these right. <laughs> okay, let's try it. <laughs> okay, your first fetish is metrophilia. 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 Mm-hmm. Is that like? Do you know what? I don't know this. So I'm going to take a wild guess. Okay. Is it someone that is kind of sexually aroused by someone's heartbeat? That is such a no. No. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Maybe, but like maybe that is a good such a. To have. Why, where that's such a love? Like I'm, I'm a little bit touched <laughs> that, that you went there. That's kind of like. That's so like lovely and romantic. It is like quite just lovely, the idea that the the beat of somebody's heart could would be turn you on. would turn you on. Like because maybe like, that's normal. I don't like lying on like if the, especially like a a big guy. If I'm like lying on a big guy's chest yeah, and I can like really hear, hear that thumping and it's like oh this is a live person. I'm making it really creepy. You're actually quite lovely, actually. It's it's really nice, isn't it? To the heartbeat. Yeah, like, do you ever, like, listen to your girlfriend's heartbeat and just be like... I do. That's yeah. quite nice, isn't it? I think it's more comforting than arousing, though. Yeah, like, we've we've taken such a such a debaucherous <laughs> sexual game <laughs> and made it lovely. I bet it's horrible, isn't no. it? <laughs> I bet it's really rancid. <laughs> it's not, actually. It's it's actually something else quite lovely. That's, oh. a, that's a clue for okay. you. Um, it's, it's not somebody's heartbeat, but it's something... Oh, I, I, I really want to give you a clue without giving it away. But it's something that something that you would maybe find quite romantic. But in this incident, it's um, being sexual. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of something that you you might do as well, like right, as okay. a, as a songwriter. It's something that you Sing. might close play less close, right? <laughs> very very close. So something to do with writing, like and. Handwriting? Mm, no. It's like writing words. Poetry. Poetry. Right. It's metrophilia is being aroused by poetry. Really? Yeah. Like, like again, like if somebody's going to read me a nice poem, I might be like, gosh, I'd like totally be up for that afterwards. But I don't think it would be like making me like 
drip down my thighs, if you no, know what I mean. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's make love. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, let's cuddle, let's get married. Yeah. But not like, oh, my God, I want to fuck you. I didn't realise you know? that was a thing. That's interesting. Yeah, apparently it's a thing. There's a fetish wow. for literally everything, Charlotte. I had this literally. conversation on the tube. Did you? Is that yeah. a regular conversation you no, have? No, like, um, I had a creepy tweet. Oh, tell us about the creepy um, tweet. So I got a new puffer jacket the other day. And I posted a photo of myself in my puffer jacket, like, right. ooh, new yeah, jacket. Yeah. And then someone uh, tweeted me saying something a bit odd. Yeah. I was like, who the hell are you? you like, you're not a follower. Yeah. So I clicked into it, and he just posts nudes with like girls in puffer jackets. Like, that's what? his thing. Yeah, I know. How did he find it? Because you said not, puffer jacket. Think, was he, like, searching yeah, the word he puffer must, jacket? he must have done, yeah. So it's like... What like girls naked but yeah, with a puffer with jacket? A puffer jacket on. And then there's me on the timeline, like <laughs> <laughs> massive cheesy grin, like love my jacket. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I this know. is what I, I mean. I'm, I'm sorry, like that that they were because oh, it's fine. They, they, that doesn't sound very pleasant, but like it was quite funny, really. It was good. Quite, I'm, I'm glad. I, I saw it as a funny thing. Yeah, I'm glad. But th- th- this is what I mean. There was literally <laughs> a fetish for everything. Yeah, you know, really that, is. that particular person has a fetish for puffer ladies jackets. in puffer he must jackets. Have loved the nineties. <laughs> so specific as well. Yeah. Not coats. I know puffer, puffer jackets. jackets specifically. No. <laughs> I wonder what the um, the Latin for that would be. <laughs> Somebody look it up. That's great. <laughs> All right. Would you like your next one? Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. Miss Ophelia. Miss Ophelia. Oh my mm. god. I feel like my girlfriend's in Starbucks getting all of these right. Is she, is she very versed on language and she things really like that? Is, yeah. yeah. She really knows her stuff. Mm. Um, Miss Ophelia. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Let's guess. Um, Someone who would like. (laughs) Um, I'm watching the little cogs in your brain turning. (laughs) Like, what could this word mean? (laughs) Um, Somebody who loves something to do with losing an item. Ooh, interesting. Like, oh, I've lost something. Oh, have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like missing. Oh, I see. I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I see what you did there. I mean, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's again too nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is a little bit more in the realms of um, the more unusual. Okay. I will say that. Um, you know, I don't like to say things are like gross or vile because, you know, I think yeah. anyone's People can be into whatever they want to be into, and that's okay. fine. But this is a little bit more out there. Out there. Is what I'm going to say. Anything to do with, like, a body part? Could be. Could be oh, to do with be. a body part. So they could be wearing something on a body part? Or no. they're doing something to a body part? Um, it's more about, like, <laughs> the state <laughs> in which you may find a body oh, part. Oh, sleeping, maybe? Oh, no, that's already a Maybe, thing. like, sleep but more. Like, beyond sleeping. Dreaming. A bit more than that. Must have been. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, dead things. Oh, like dead. It, and consciousness. Yeah. So, I'm going to... I don't think you got this one right. No. Um, no. So, it is the, um, it's the fetish for dirtiness, soiled or decaying things. Oh. So, like, you know, like a... You find a foot in the garden. Oh, like and, a it's, rotten, and it's rotting. And you're like, oh, body. Oh, yeah, that's hot. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. Wow. A bit more out there, that one, isn't it? Yeah, that's... So many things are going through on my mind. <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right, moving on swiftly. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like you might get this one. Oh, right, okay. And, yeah, I, I, I have such strong confidence in you for getting this one. Um, <laughs> okay. Lactophilia. Lactophilia. Oh, like breastfeeding. 
no milk yes drinking milk yes yes absolutely it is the it's being turned on by breast milk in specific oh okay um like drinking it or other uh, people like producing it i think just anything to do with it okay you know like squirt it in my face give it put it in a bottle i'll drink it um yeah maybe if i've got breasts then i could like squirt my own milk about (laughs) you know that kind of thing just just (laughs) breast milk play in general um i and again like okay okay charlotte this is where you think it's quite beautiful Good. I'm glad. I'm glad that that's really, your response. Really I think it's beautiful too. Um, <laughs> and now I'm going to ruin that by saying the next thing I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I just think like <laughs> I don't know how to say this without <laughs> without you judging just me intensely. It, but I just feel like I I I enjoy a penis very much. So yeah. like anything to do with a penis to me is arousing. Yes. So if 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 I was a a straight person or a lesbian woman or yeah, um, I just liked women. And and I liked breasts. Yeah, I feel like I would like breast milk too. Yes. You no. Know? Yeah. Do you I'm see not, where I'm going with yeah, this? Yeah, I definitely see where you're going with this. Yeah, I have thought about it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I have like thought to myself, oh, like when I'm pregnant or when my partner's pregnant, they're going to be so beautiful with these massive, huge milk lovely. producing. Yeah, and I think, oh, they're like providing something. Then it just makes me think that that's a really beautiful thing and then it is you know, like the human think, body is, is, is yeah, spectacular i think i would be aroused yeah i don't yeah, think i'd take I, on the fetish you. but it the, 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 it's more of the beauty of it and yeah. that in itself makes you more attracted to your partner and yes, there's something absolutely. kind of special there I I, I I really like that, and I and I like that we we managed to make these quite pretty, <laughs> except for the decaying foot in the garden. That yeah, that that was that, that was difficult to make romantic. <laughs> All right, should we have a, a a bit more music, Charlotte? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do a little bit of "Stay Together" by Noah Cyrus. I love that song. I always listen to it in the gym. I just, I just, I know it's not like a, like a, usually like a gym song is a bit more, (laughs) but I don't know, something about it. It's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, get me, get me pumped, get me pumped. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, We're going to be doing another game now, Charlotte, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be relinquishing my control and and handing over the reins to you. So we're going to be doing a little bit of two truths, one lie. So I believe you have over there prepared um, two truths and a lie for me. So these are yes. things about three facts about yourself, but yeah. one of them isn't true. Yeah. And I, oh, I really want to do well in this. And okay. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm quite excited because because I haven't seen you in so so long. Yeah. Um, I don't really know a great deal about your life, okay. so I feel like you can really trip me up with this. Oh, good. Well, I was I was told to make them quite naughty, so I did. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of that, but, but great, yep, great, um, brilliant. So I was like, right, okay, what's happened? Uh, <laughs> All yeah. Right. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm so, so I can ready. Can tell them in any any order. Any order you want. Yeah. Okay. Right. First one. Okay. Is, um, it was my mum's wedding night, and my girlfriend, you know, we, we couldn't sit next to each other all day because I was at the top table, she was on a guest table, okay. and all of this, and she'd prepared something quite lovely underneath her her dress, and. <laughs> in the meantime, throughout the night, I couldn't find her anywhere. I sure. was just like, where is this girl? And she's doing Jaegers at the bar with people that I didn't really know. You okay. know she's going for it. And I think, oh, Christ, okay. So then um, we get back to the bedroom and she's raring for it. And I'm a bit like, mm, is this going to work? And then... What, so, because it was the, cause it was the, well, the mum's she'd wedding? Had, and... She'd had a lot of alcohol. Oh, I see. Kind of right. I thought, is this going to work? But 
you know, you'd go for it anyway. Yeah. So then things are we're getting into it, and um, she kind of like gets on top of me, and then just bolts out of the room. She's just gone. She's like violently sick all over <gasps> the bathroom, wearing this lovely outfit that she'd put together. And, oh no! So that's what yeah, a heartbreaking little story. So so it was like a like a like a naughty like lingerie yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was lovely. And every time I see it, I can't help but think of that. Oh, every time, bless her. Oh, I, I like that it is this the current girlfriend. Yes. She yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like a little bit of a little firecracker. She sounds oh like a God, little bit of a really wild is, one. Actually. And yeah. I think there's something like really um I really hope this story's true, by the way. Um <laughs> I really I think there's something really special about when you are dating somebody or in a relationship with somebody and you're at something like that. You're at an event and there's loads of people there yeah. and you don't need to babysit them. Yes. There's something so unbelievably attractive to me if I'm dating a guy and I'm at a party yeah. and I see them across the room, Just like you said, doing Jaeger bombs with strangers. <laughs> like that is like that is everything to me. And I'm I, I love that little story and I really, really hope that's true and I really hope that's the kind <laughs> of person she is. Vomiting aside, you know, we've all been there. Yeah. We um have. So I'm not committing to true, okay. but I right do then. believe that one is true. Okay. And again, I feel like that's a bit of an unusual to make one to make up. Okay. You know, so right. Fair enough. If, if that is a lie, then you're a very good liar <laughs> and nobody should trust you. All right. Give me your next okay. one. Um, the next one is I went on a date with a girl a couple of years ago and we went for quite a nice meal, went back to a room, started doing the dirty and... I'm laying down and I notice that I'm getting really warm. Oh. And I think, why am I getting so warm? Is, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that normal for, for, for ladies? Well, I don't... I, like, a bit weirdly <laughs> warm, you know, not even Oh, kind like, of, oh, this is a bit this unusual. Is a bit, yeah, this is a bit strange, what's happening? Okay. I open my eyes and I realise I've moved the pillow into the candle. <gasps> and the pillow just on fire. No! Like, yeah, I look over and I'm like, shit. And... <laughs> I act really calmly and I just say, the pillow is on fire. Oh, my gosh. And was the pillow down near your... No, it was actually too, it was over here. Oh, it's over there. Over, it's over there. Over here. I just thought, wow, what's that heat? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sam was like, oh, the pillow's on fire. So then she grabs the pillow and she's like whacking the floor. And just, yeah. That, that, that's incredible. And I kind of wish that happened to me. <laughs> I've never had anything light on fire during sex. You know, that's gold right there. It's not, it's not comfortable. <laughs> no, but like, it's, it's a great story to tell. And again, yeah, I really, really yeah. hope that one's true. That wasn't with the girlfriend, though. That was no, with somebody else. No, it's with somebody else. Okay. All right. Give me a third one. Okay. My third one. Um, so I'm at university. Okay. And Oh, so when I knew you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm imagining. I'm, okay. I'm imagining. Did, so where did this happen? This actually happened in the house on my final year. So you weren't there at this uh, point. I, didn't, I never visited you in that house. No, you'd gone. Right. You were doing lovely things by then. Okay, cool. So I'm in, <laughs> I'm in my house third year with my friends and we're all kind of talking about sex toys, all that kind of thing. And I'm still pretty young. I haven't got that many. Yeah. Um, so I go on Love Honey. And love, I think love, I'll love honey. get myself a cheeky, cheeky vibrator. And I read that you can use it in the shower. And I'm like, all right, this... This sounds nice. Yeah, you know, lovely. It sounds good, but um, I don't think I screwed on very well because uh -oh. I got I gave myself an electric <gasps> shock in 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 your hand or in like your like, vagina, no, like my area. Oh, yes. Yeah, did it really hurt? Yeah, it did. It, it wasn't like blinding, but it was like, oh my god, that was uncomfortable. Quickly stopped. Oh, didn't ever use that one again. That sounds pretty traumatic i don't think oh but also uh, i'm thinking that this one might be the lie because 
I would be very surprised if it was so easy for a sex toy yeah. like that to... I mean, it's pretty cheap, but... Um, ...not function correctly, even if it was a bit unscrewed. You know, if yeah. it says you can use it in the shower, you would think there would be, like, a warning saying, like, make sure yeah. it's screwed on tightly or you can get a little bit of an electric shock. Hmm. Oh, Charlotte. I don't think I was using it very well. <laughs> no. Um... Oh, what do I think? I think the first one absolutely has to be true okay. because I feel like <laughs> mum's wedding, Jaeger shots, you know, all these things. There was yeah. so much detail in that story. Yeah. And if that was made up, then you are a criminal mastermind. <laughs> um, so that one is definitely true. Okay. Um, what was the second one again? Remind me. The second one was going on a date oh, with and, girl, and, and something being on fire. Set the pillow on fire. Uh, I feel like you could have made that up. But I feel like if you were to make it up, I feel like you might have gone to the next level with it. All right, okay. And like tried to like fuck with me a bit. So I'm going to say that that one's true. And I'm going to say that you didn't get an electric shock by your vibrator in the shower. And I'm going to say that that one is the lie. Okay. Am I correct or right? Yo, you've got a little Uh, smile on your face. That means I've got it wrong. (laughs) Have I got it wrong? Come on, reveal Uh, all. No, no, you got it completely right. Yes. I've never electrocuted myself. Uh, yeah, and I and I and I don't think that you could, you could because I feel like it's not plugged into like a you don't plug a sex toy into the wall, right? They're usually yeah, battery yeah. battery powered. Yeah, they are. So I'm not sure if you could get an electric shock. If you've ever gotten an electric shock from yeah, a sex toy, throw it away for a start. But but, but please, <laughs> in my mind, please I let thought us know. that was possible. Maybe it's not possible. I don't know if it's possible. I'm really intrigued to find out now. I bet there's a fetish for it. There's uh, for electrocution. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, and uh, I think I would probably be into that. Just, just a little bit of a... I, I, do this, I do this amazing like workout thing where they put this like full bodysuit oh, on you. okay. And then the, the whole bodysuit electrocutes you while you like do a workout like one-on-one with a personal wow. trainer. Wow. And it's like it makes all your muscles spasm. Mm. And like you'll be lifting like the lightest weights ever. Um, and it's it, 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 it's intense and I've always thought like oh my god what would it be like to have sex in this suit you could try I, w- I would love to try I would you love to try, try. I, don't I guess it's a little bit like um, you know like loving extreme heat and stuff yeah like, like just like all that kind of thing yeah as long as it's not like actually damaging actually you like killing you yeah I think I'd be into that yeah um so, um, lovely producer Lissy has just let us know that um, Anne Summers <laughs> actually had to recall some vibrators over fears of electric shock. So whether anyone actually did get electrocuted or not, um, I'm not sure. But I guess there is a very real concern. Just, just, just be safe, kids. Just, you know, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Unless it specifically says, like, this is fine to use with water. Just, you know, keep your sex toys away from water is what I would yeah. probably recommend. <laughs> don't don't, re- don't really know enough about it. Not, <laughs> not going to lie. Um, all right. Shall we have some more music? Let's have one of your choices. Um, mm-hmm. So this is, I don't know this song. This is The Joke. And who is this by, Charlotte? Oh, this is from an incredible woman called Brandy Carlisle. Amazing. Okay, let's have it. Okay, Charlotte, are you ready um, to play another game? Yes. We love games. It's just games, games, games here. I like games. It's, it's what we do. Um, so this game is Queers Throughout the Years. Okay. Um, and in this game, I have lots of um, facts about LGBT plus history. 
Um, oh, some so of terrible. which are true and some of okay. which are completely fabricated by my little mind. So it's, it's my turn to lie to you, okay. essentially, since you just right. lied to me so <laughs> brazenly. Um, and I actually realised something earlier, which uh, I feel like I need to give myself like a little, little slap on the hand, a little okay. naughty slap on the hand. See, I have this... Um, I have a, I have a real problem with. Um, I find that like the LGBT plus community, it so often leans so much towards gay men. Mm. I feel like gay men often like take over everything, and it's all about gay men all the time. And I feel like people often say things like LGBT, LGBT plus, when they actually mean gay men. Okay. Um, and this show, I've always wanted to be like incredibly LGBT plus inclusive. Um, and I think you're actually the first female lesbian woman we've had on this show really? so i'm i'm really happy that but you're... there's so many of us i know there's loads of you yeah. we've not had that many shows okay to be that's fair fine. um that's but yeah so like I, I i really wanted to celebrate that oh, so um you. the theme of queers throughout the years this week All is right. lesbian women throughout history okay and you've done some great things you've done some really really excellent things okay. <laughs> i don't know why i'm speaking to you like you are every you lesbian are. woman that's ever existed <laughs> Um, okay, so are you ready for your first fact or not fact? I'm ready. Okay. A study showed that lesbians' index fingers are almost always shorter than their ring finger. This is one of the only physical traits that typically matches a person's sexuality and goes a long way towards proving that being a lesbian is genetic and not caused by external environmental factors. I can see you looking at your hands. I am, yeah. So is that true of your hands? Yes. Show, show me your hands. I, want, I need to see this. So your... It is true. Yeah. Your index finger is shorter than I your... I do sort of remember something said about this. Like, you know when you were the playground at school and it's like, oh, do you like butter? And they put like a buttercup under your chin. Yeah. Something like this happened <laughs> <laughs> with me and this. And I can't think where the hell I was. But I'm going to say that's a fact. Yeah. Because I feel like someone has tested me with this before. I, I remember something where it was like when I was in school, people were trying to like measure the distance between my thumb and my middle finger to determine how big my penis was. Yeah. Um, because when I was in school, everyone was obsessed with penis size. Of course. Um, so it was like, you know, half of the size of your forearm is the length of your penis, the length between your thumb and your middle finger, things like that. So there's, yeah. you know, there's been a lot of stuff around there. So do yeah. you think do you think this is true? It's I, true of you, which is interesting. Well, I, do I think it's true? It's a difficult one because I feel like I've been tested this before, but whether or not it's true is another thing. Mm, it could just be one of those things that's a rumour and it's not based on any scientific <laughs> yeah. fact. Oh, let's go. Let's go with true. Should we go with true? Yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely yes. correct. It, it's it, it's very true, and um, it's something that they've actually found oh. real difficulty in in, in in finding. So your index is it, your index is yeah. If you look at my ring. hand, my index is much bigger than my ring finger, but on you, it's the opposite. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, and and, and I do think it's interesting because you know they still haven't managed to you know categorically prove that. Yeah being gay is genetic yeah they haven't been able to prove that but something like this goes a long way to saying look there's this direct correlation between lesbian women and the the, the literal shape of their hands i'm gonna start um, checking hands i think yeah every, every person you meet now let's <laughs> let's let's have a little uh, look at your hands it'd be an excellent gaydar wouldn't it like yeah, oh my God, is, it is she gay over there i don't know have a, have a look at her hands measure her fingers quick yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right your next fact or net or not fact mm-hmm a Los Angeles secretary was told by her boss that he didn't care what she was writing as long as she looked busy. 
so she began writing the first ever lesbian magazine. Worried about the ramifications of publishing it under her real name, she used the pseudonym Lisa Ben, which is an anagram of lesbian, (laughs) which I think is excellent. Oh, if that's not true, someone should do that. They really should. Lisa Lisa Ben. Whoever came up with that is a genius. Yes. Could have been me. Might be lying to you. I want to believe that because it's such a great story. I love that her boss was like, you know, you're my secretary. Yeah. Do your work. And I just want you to look busy all the time. Work on whatever the hell you wanted. I need a job like that. I need a job where I can be like a secretary <laughs> and work on my own projects and get paid for it. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I do that at work sometimes. Though. Do you? Naughty. If it's like not very busy, I'll quickly like write some words down or I'll be like, oh, I need to find a hotel for Berlin or whatever. Just, yeah. Just do, do, do a little, little, little bit, bit of like, admin bit, on the side. Bit, bit, bit on the sly. Um, I... <sighs> I think that's true. Do you? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping it's true. Yeah, because I, I think it's quite a nice story if it's true, isn't it? It'd be a real shame if I'd just made that up, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be a real shame. You're a genius. So are you saying it's true? Yeah. You are correct. Yes. Didn't make it up. I am not. I'm so not. Lisa Ben is a thing? Lisa Ben. So yeah, she she didn't want to publish it under her own name. I'm not sure if we actually know Does who this woman exist? is or not. Um, yeah, I think uh, I haven't got this written down, but I believe it was called Vice Versa. Oh. I think. Um, okay. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it was called that. Um, yeah, and I think that's pretty cool that she was like, yeah, cool. written by Lisa Ben. Because oh, if, yeah. I, if I poured my heart into something, yeah. I, w- I would want to take the credit. I wouldn't yeah, want to use a pseudonym, you know. They're great t-shirts. <laughs> really great t-shirts. Lisa Ben. Lisa Ben. Great. Okay, your next one. Okay. A purple rhinoceros used to be the official recognised symbol of lesbian women in the 1970s. It was chosen because purple seemed like a pretty gay colour and rhinos are docile until provoked, supposedly much like lesbian women defending their rights. Sounds a little bit low-key offensive, doesn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't (laughs) want to be referred to as a a purple rhino. Yeah. Or think that, you know, I'm not very... Yeah, I'll... I don't want to believe that one. It was in it, in the 1970s, you know, things were different. And it was something, you know, that lesbian women supposedly created for themselves. So what was the rhino meant to represent again? Um, because apparently rhinos are docile until provoked, supposedly much like lesbian women when defending their rights. So I think it's supposed to be like empowering, you know, look, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a beautiful rhino. I'm over here chilling. Yeah. But if you're going to come over here and tell me that, I'm not allowed to have a girlfriend or whatever, yeah. then I'm going to kick off and then you're going to get my horn. <laughs> so I kind uh, I, I, oh, I see where it came from, but I yeah. think, again, because there's, like, so much, um, so much, like, stigma around, like, the idea of all lesbian women being butch and things like that. Yeah, I think selecting a rhino cool. in specific is quite problematic. Yeah, it is problematic. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with false, although... Lots of problematic things. Is, th- is that your final answer? False. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> Sadly, oh, you're wrong. Sadly, true. it was true. Was that like a worldwide thing? Uh, I'm not actually sure because, uh, uh, to be honest, a lot of kind of facts about history they tend to be kind of American centric. Yeah. So this may have just been in America, or it may have kind of been globally. I wonder if anyone ever like sports the purple rhino these days. I mean, it would be quite a nice nod to history, but again, is are there problematic roots in it I think it was done with the right intentions but I think the kind of <coughs> the, 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 the stigma around it is, is quite tricky yeah I agree alright your next one I think you're going to like this one okay. the, 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 this one is my favourite okay. okay 
A homophobic Jaffa Cake advert in the 1970s caused the LGBT plus community to rally together, and lesbian women came forwards with a brilliant counter-campaign in support of their gay brothers. In an attempt to embarrass and ridicule the Jaffa Cakes manufacturer, they named Jaffa Cakes the official food of lesbians and warned <laughs> that even one bite could turn you permanently gay. That is amazing. Oh, wow. I like that lesbian women were like, no, you're not going to like bully our gay mates. <laughs> we're going to like take the piss out of your company now. Oh, my God. That's 1970s again. Uh, let me have a look. Yeah, 1970s. A lot, a lot went down in the 1970s, yeah, it would it seem. Did. That is so good. Um, oh, no, I just really want a Jaffa cake. <laughs> um, Do you? They were trying to infringe upon our rights, Charlotte. <laughs> <'Cause>, um, <laughs> now you want to support them. Um, I think... I think, yeah, let's do it. It's true. You think it's true? It's true, yeah. You think that's true? <laughs> yeah. No, it's Absolutely false. not true, I'm afraid. Why not? Um, it's, why it's... There was never any homophobic Jaffa cake adverts. How would you I have feel a... like there could be, though. How would you be homophobic with a Jaffa cake? Like, other Maybe, than, like... like, they just don't invite you to have the Jaffa cake. Oh, right. So it's like a load of, like, heterosexual people sat around eating Jaffa cakes. Yeah, or they think that gay men would only eat Jaffa cakes. What, because they're, they're more, supposedly more effeminate and it's yeah. a Jaffa cake is... Maybe <laughs> <laughs> something there, I don't know. Something I, I, know I, I know I made that up myself, but I, I also, really I really wish it was true. You're very inventive, though. You're a very creative mind. It doesn't surprise me you've made that great lie up. <laughs> well, you know, a, a degree in creative writing, Charlotte. <laughs> Gets you somewhere. Put it, putting it to good use. <laughs> Making up lies about Jaffa Kicks. <laughs> All right, so I feel like you've got two right and two wrong. Yeah. And we've got two more. Okay. So, you know, you, you can bring this back. Okay. You can, you can bring this back. Although, although being gay was illegal for decades, being a lesbian has never been illegal in the UK throughout all of British history. <gasps> Ooh. If I get this wrong, I'm going to be in so much trouble. So much trouble. I feel like, you know, if, if I hadn't, like, brushed up on my history recently, I might get this one wrong. Because yeah. it, could, it could quite easily go either way. See, being a lesbian is not publicly hated as much as gay men. Yes. I, I feel like that's a thing and it's not fair. But yes, it's a thing, and that's mostly because it's been sexualized throughout history. That's what I was about to say. I think, I think, I think you're right, but I don't think it's always a good thing. I think, no, you know, no. the, the sexualization of lesbian women—it's oh, absolutely terrible—is insane, mm. and I don't think gay men have ever been sexualized to that degree. They haven't. No. But on the flip side of that coin, I feel like because of the sexualization of lesbian women, they were more accepted because they were, they were accepted as a thing for men to enjoy. Yes, Not as were. something, you know, not as real people living their lives. They were, oh, that's a sexual mm. thing that all the straight guys can enjoy, so we're yeah. fine with it. Two guys getting it on, don't want any of that, thank you. Um, and oh, I suppose, like, I mean, I, I, it's, you know, it says here that being gay was illegal, but, I mean, technically... Being, being gay hasn't being gay hasn't ever been illegal. It's it yeah. was the act of two men having sex. Yes. So has the act of two women having sex been illegal or not? 
I'm going to say it hasn't been illegal. Is that what you think? So do you think that this is true, that lesbian, you know, sex between women has always been legal in this country throughout all of history? She's thinking. She's got a I real thinking. thinking face on. She feel, wants I, to get this right. Like, I feel like it's some... I've never... I've actually never heard of a woman be arrested. For having sex with another woman. No, it's just been kind of pushed to one side or yeah. sexualized. Oh, this... Oh, tricky, God. tricky. If anything, this is going to teach me a lot either way. Well, this is why, you know, this game, I love this game. It's a lot of fun, but everybody learns something. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say it was never illegal. So it, this fact is true. Yeah. You are yes. correct. Yeah, that, absolutely. Though. Yeah, it's really never, never, ever been illegal. It's always been allowed. Oh, um, and it was um, there was like disapproval from society. So there were, obviously throughout history, there were points in time yeah. when, yeah, you know, if you tried to be a lesbian woman open, yeah. openly in a relationship with another woman, you would have just been cast out. You would have yeah. been, you know, horrendous I things. For a long time, people just didn't think it was a thing. Yeah. Was, and oh, that, that, is a, that is you actually know. why it was never written into the law in the first place, because um, the Queen at the time, Queen Victoria, I think I always get these little bits of information wrong. I think it was Queen Victoria. <laughs> um um, was actually the person who put forward the outlawing relationships mm. between two men. Um, and originally it was proposed that it would be outlawing relationships between two same-sex people. And yeah. she kind of laughed at that and said, <laughs> a relationship between two women, that's not a thing. Women aren't wow. going to have sex with each other. We don't need to write that into the law. That's nonsense. So it was actually on that small technicality of her not believing Nick. lesbians existed that it didn't get written into the law. Um, wow. Yeah, and in a way, it's like she was being offensive towards lesbian women, but yeah. by doing so, it almost saved lesbian women from it having did. them. Yeah, so it's 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 an interesting one. Whenever I hear stories of, in history of you know, um, oh yeah, her sister had a friend. That's yes. That's yeah. 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 Like, well, say that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they slept together. Well. <laughs> well, even to this day, and um, I, I I I absolutely do not mean anything bad by my father he is the most supportive mm. man ever he's incredible when i came out he was unbelievably supportive mm. has always been nothing but but um when i first uh, started dating he would be very much different now but when i first started dating a guy it was always um when he was introducing him to other people oh this is my son's friend my son's friend is coming to oh, stay things like that yeah. and th th you know people don't do that with bad intentions it's just the the people the people have it drilled into them that it's not normal in inverted commas yeah and it's always the friend and then that gets passed down and it does yeah. I once went to um, a kind of like a wedding party thing with an ex-partner of mine and her mum just genuinely said like I don't know how to introduce you and I was standing there like are you, are you really this? yeah we've been, been together a really long time and she just didn't and she was like yeah, I'm just going to say it's her friend oh my god yeah it's, <gasps> it's, you know, it's insanity okay, isn't no it way. yeah alright you have one last one Charlotte okay yep Love Actually was originally supposed to feature a lesbian love story. The famous doorway scene with Kira Knightley was originally written to be between two women. The story was axed, however, when they deemed Kira Knightley too young of an actress to play a lesbian role and rewrote it as a heterosexual story for a more mainstream audience. Now, Kira Knightley was like 17, 18 when she played that character, which is unbelievable she? because she's playing like a married woman, which is crazy. She really annoys me in that film. She is a little... I love Kira Knightley, but her character in that film... Is, she is a bit whiny. I agree. Yeah, like, oh. It's like, come on, Kira. Yes, come on. Wow. <laughs> um, 
oh, that could totally happen. Mm. Kind of disappoints me that Love Actually would go down that path because it is a great film. And uh, it, did they have any LGBT plus representation no, in not it? At all, and no. that would have made a massive difference if yeah. it had. Because there's so many characters in that, and you would think, you know, just having somebody yeah. in there. Somebody's got to be gay. Somebody's got to be gay. There's always somebody gay. I think that's true. Do you? Painfully. I think it might be true. All right. Is that your final answer? Yeah. I'm afraid you're wrong. That came from my brain place. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'm I'm glad it's not true, actually, because I think that would be really sad if they were like, nah, she's too young to play a lesbian woman. That's not true. But, um, you know, Love Actually creators... And I know it was a long time ago, but you know, you could have you could have given us a, a couple of gay characters. Would have been would have been nice. I did. I do love that film. <laughs> actually, I actually, I take that back because this actually goes back to what we were just discussing about this sexualization. Yeah, there are the the guy who the British guy who goes to America <gasps> has sex with a load of women, and they are awesome. all like having sex with each other. So again, oh God, that's like so true. that's I guess that's bisexual representation but again it's sexualized like, these women are being sexualized in that role yes which doesn't count as lgbt plus representation no, doesn't not at all does not count <laughs> all right charlotte um we're going to be having a lovely lovely guest joining us um shortly so um i'm quite excited for that um it's going to be the amazing emma sale from killing kittens um and she's going to be telling us all about sex parties <laughs> so um that's what we're going to be doing after this little bit of sean mendes football radio presents joey page alex and sam from dead we ended up staying at like, this like punk off squat like it was like something out of the fucking young ones right and chapel <laughs> our bassist has a massive fear of spiders but for some reason he has a tattoo of a spider on his leg and he happens to get bitten by an angry scottish spider on the exact tattoo because it thought it was wow. another yeah, spider but, uh, we don't know if it was actually a Mating. scottish spider or what because it got it was like really bad yeah, how definitely. dumb was this spider as well it's like you know, wouldn't walk up to like a cardboard cutout of a human and kiss it. Would you like well, human size? Sometimes. Who's the lonely spider? Well, times are tough. Well, yeah. Every Wednesday, Joey Page from two pm. Fubar Radio. Okay, Charlotte, are you ready um, to talk about sex and sex parties and dating? Yeah. All right, Let's we're going to be bringing on the very lovely Emma Sale. Emma, how are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How are you guys? We're very good. So I'm here with the amazing Charlotte Carpenter. She is an incredible musician. She's also a lesbian woman. And we want to know more about um, what you do. So you have like a premium like sex, uh, like sex party company. What, or, you know, tell us more about that. Um, so it, what started as sex parties yes. um, 12 years ago has sort of grown into a massive online community with events happening all over the world and actually over more than half our events now don't involve shagging which probably comes as a great disappointment for <laughs> a lot of people listening um, but so there's like workshops and talks and couples retreats and um, and the whole online side of it it's sort of set up a bit like an online dating site or an online community so people can search and browse and hook up with other other members so it's kind of it's when people say, what does the business do? It's kind of go, well, <laughs> it kind of used to be parties, <laughs> but it's sort of, it's turned into this sort of mad, massive sort of digital beast, yeah. online beast now. Um, so we still do, we obviously, we have over sort of 25 events a month all over the world. Um, and then we have the whole online side of um, things, so which we're massively expanding at the moment. 
Um, it, and it, that's it really in a nutshell. It, so- <laughs> it, so- it sounds like, it, it, it sounds incredible. Um, and I love that it's like really, really community focused. And I guess, does that come from so many people kind of having conversations, you know, being sexually open. And I, I guess the the kind of people who would sign up to a website like this are going to be of a certain open mindset, right? And is that kind of where the community focus comes from? Yeah, massively. So, and also, the, I mean, the whole ethos from day one um, has been this female-powered um, and female-driven um, mindset that the whole concept was initially to provide a safe environment for women to explore their sexuality and no matter what that was, um, whether it's just sort of meeting other women or a bit of lipstick lesbian trying to, you know, wanting to snog another female or whether it's a couple where, you know, a straight couple where the woman in the, in the couple is bisexual, bi-curious or whether it's a lesbian couple. It's always very much been about the woman being in control and feeling safe. So that's kind of, that's massively driven the whole community side, which then translates online. So when the chatting in the forums... Um, messaging and all the messaging and everything and communicating with other members online happen, it's very much the same feel that the girls just feel that they're in a safe environment. So whether that's offline at an event or online in one of the forum chat rooms. Um, so do you, think, do, do, yeah. you, do you think that are there a lot of um, kind of lesbian women, bisexual women, that kind of thing coming, coming to use Killing Kittens as a service to kind of or, or is it, or is it more, you know, straight women who may be more interested in experimenting, or do, you, or do you think it's mostly kind you know, of heterosexual it, women? It, it's a complete mix, to be honest. And I think what's happened, you know, massively in society, and actually, you know, the massive shift in the last twelve years is actually, you know, women are a lot more fluid. So there is that, you know, a lot more women now who might have a decade ago labelled them very much straight, themselves very much straight are sort of falling in that, especially with the younger generations and the millennials, they're sort of that kind of trisexual of, you know, one night they'll go out and they'll end up with a guy and the next night they'll go out and decide to sleep with a woman. It's sort of, it's kind of, it's very difficult to label a lot of the, a lot of our people. I mean, a lot of them would say they're straight and they're in straight couple relationships, but then you get chatting to the girl and they say, well, they do, they really like girls as well, but they also like being with a guy. Um, and it's quite a, you know, scientifically, there's always been this sexuality scale of one to seven with guys very much falling on the one or the seven. That's the Kinsey whereas scale, women, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whereas women have always been sort of three, four, five yeah. in the middle. Um, and I think because society is much more accepting now, it's kind of, the women are more open to go, well, actually, we are kind of in the middle. Yeah, I so quite fancy that girl today and I fancy that boy tomorrow. So, um, so yeah. So it's really about empowering women and make it, and and giving them the opportunity to make decisions over their own kind of um, sexuality. Uh, it's interesting because Charlotte and I were just having a conversation about how um, women are kind of often looked at as you know they're a they're a sexual object for men, particularly lesbian women, for instance. Um, so historically, lesbian women were kind of looked at as they were kind of accepted, but only accepted as being something that guys could get off to. So I, yeah. I, I, I think it's really cool that you have a community that, that is, you know, women focused and about kind of giving women that opportunity to explore their sexuality safely and openly and in a, in a way that's really, really respectful. Yeah, exactly. Um, that. 
So what happens? So so I know you. I know you're not just. About, I know you're not just about sex parties and things. I know you do. You do so much more than that. But it, it, say say I was a or Charlotte, for instance, or if I was a woman, you know, wanting to come along, what kind of things would I expect? Um, so if you wanted to come along, are you talking about coming along to one of the main sort of the full on KK parties? Yeah, 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 yeah. The the, um, the full business. Sorry, they, the full work. Um, the so those ones are, no matter. Did you say? I I, I heard that as well. No, that's not what no, you said. Is it? Okay, I stutter. Right? I, stutter. <laughs> I definitely stuttered. You need to be very careful with that. Very <laughs> that's how headlines happen. Very um, so careful. <laughs> the K-K, wrong headlines happen. Two K's. K K. That was a, that was a tired. <laughs> I've just put the kids to bed. Stutter going on. Um, so, um, so basically, whatever city in the world you went to, one of the full K K parties. Um, <laughs> The format's the same, so they're all masked. Um, they're Ooh. pretty much always cocktail dress. Um, sometimes there's a theme, but the theme is generally cocktail dress with, you know, it might be all that glitters, so it's glittery dresses. Um, and, or, you know, sometimes, if it's, unless it's Halloween or it might be Valentine's, it's sort of red and black. Or, um, so it's that. And we let, and it's couples and girls, we let in, so we don't let in single guys. Okay. Um, so every guy has to be accompanied by a girl. So not necessarily they have to be genuine couples, um, just as long as um, the guy is escorted by a girl and obeys the rules. And we have very strict rules that once within an event, um, the men can't speak to girls they don't know. They have to wait for the girls to approach them. So it's very much the girls have to make the first move um, and that's within again- all the events. And that's again to make the women feel safe and empowered, and, and like that they have the control. And exactly, and it's kind of a win-win because the women feel empowered and in control, and the men can step back and do nothing and wait to be jumped. Yeah, so the yeah, men yeah. are happy and the women are happy, um, and it all it takes out that that whole you know testosterone um, thing of, of men being out on the prowl, um, yeah. which is what gets the women's backs up and makes them feel insecure and, you know, pieces of meat is the minute that happens. But you take that out of the equation and it completely changes the dynamic. So going back to events, so we always have like a champagne and often an oyster reception. Oh, um, fancy. So, and always, most of the time they're in private, very posh. Most of the time they're in private houses, um, private residences. Um, and it'd be, you'd be like walking in, you'd feel like you're walking into a private party um, and think, oh, you know, everyone's, really good looking or just nice looking um and everyone's very polite and sort of you know you get chatting to loads of people and everyone's very friendly um but you can feel the tension because people know why they're there and the whole point of it um so it's very sexually charged um and then you have the playrooms which are the bedrooms all candlelit and have their own music and just slowly you might get groups of people groups of girls going off into one of the playrooms okay um, and then the next thing you know, after a couple of hours, you can be in the bar area and think, oh, there's half the people that were here an hour ago. And you go for a wonder and all the bedrooms are sort of, there might be 10 in one room or 20 in another. 20? Um, sometimes. Bloody hell. And you just, you know, you then try and work out what limb is attached to what person. Do you have cool. to have checks um, and stuff before you do this? Have to have checks? Yeah, like sexual health checks and... No, we don't. Obviously, we sort of, you know, we put it out there and, you know, we teamed up with a couple of different companies on that front. Um, and we have bottles of condoms around. But at the end Very of the good. day, it's con- it's consenting adults and you kind of, there's only so much you can police. Yeah. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Um, 
and, um, and you can't really ask them all to provide, you know, some sexual health certificate um, because, yeah, that would be tricky. Emma, did you did you ever see there was a there was a tremendous um, Louis Theroux documentary about about kind of like sex parties and swing parties and things? Did you did you ever see that? Because that's kind of what I'm picturing in my head. No, I didn't. Oh, you should I didn't absolutely hear about watch that one it. either. You that should one, absolutely I watch one. it. Um, no, I will definitely. And but what I loved about that, and and it sounds very much like it, it's, it's it's exactly the same with um with killing kittens. Um, was that it was completely open and and you know as long as you weren't kind of. As long as you would be, as long as everything was consensual and everyone was being respectful, then it was very much, you know, anything goes, and there was no judgment and things like that. It was just, you know, this is people being open and free, and nobody's there to judge, and everyone's just there to have a good time. Is it, would you say that's? that do you know what? That's exactly that, and and it's actually quite comedy. I would say it's a really dark comedy. Okay. The whole setup because people just laugh at each other in a nice way. In a nice way. And there's no... <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> not, yeah, that's tiny, what you call it. That is not a penis type laughing. But in a... In a they're just... Because they're, you can't... There's no egos. There's no... And people end up getting naked. So, you know, a guy that, you know, got a two-inch cock and normally on the outside, you know, in real life drives a Ferrari and gives it the whole big Mr. Big I Am on the multi-millionaire. Yeah. It's like when he's naked, he's just sort of, you know, the same as anyone else. And... Um, they're sort of, you know, high fiving or things go wrong, or someone might fall off a bed, or you know, there's always just there's always really fu- funny comedy moments. Yeah, yeah. And I always say it would make a hilarious sitcom. Oh my god! Um, yeah, you should pitch that. Pitch that to the like I was going to say the BBC. No, <laughs> that no. Pitch it to Channel Four. They'll love it. <laughs> yeah, um, and <laughs> it's yeah, just you know, huh? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should get Louis Theroux along. He'd love it. <laughs> But then we couldn't film it. We don't let cameras into ours, uh, so it would have to be of sort course. of a fictional one, but based on based on reality, but fictional. So do comedy. you? So you say like you're not allowed cameras. So like, are people not allowed to like bring their phones and things along and like no. take a cheeky so selfie? Ban, no, no one's ever checked into a killing kittens party, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm still waiting for that one idiot <laughs> that checked into a killing kittens party. Um, <laughs> But no, that's never happened. And yeah, we ban phones because of the privacy um, and the cameras element. We have security at all the events. Um, And it's very, and you know, the people there, they're very, they're private people and, you know, they're all quite successful people. And it's not a case of, people often say, oh, is it just a bunch of posh Chelsea people? And it's just, you know, it's not that at all. It's a complete mix of nationalities, a complete mix, you know, social demographic and cultural. in there, but I would say they have very similar mindsets. They're all quite successful people that who have that drive and ambition, and they want to experience life, and they've got that go-getting attitude. And what comes with that is that you know they're not happy just sort of sat at home, absolutely uh, in a little bubble. They want to go and explore life, and whether that's jumping out of an airplane or climbing a mountain or shagging your neighbour, um, it, it, that they want these new experiences. Um, so that it's that mindset, that kind of hedonistic mindset that they all have so actually do you know it's a really lovely bunch of people because they're so positive so I always find if I do if I go on to one of the events and just chat to other members you kind of I come out feeling really good about life yeah um Absolutely, I I I think it, I, I think it all sounds incredible, and I and I kind of low key wish that I was a, I was a woman so that I could come along. <laughs> but you know, um, shout out to everything you're doing. I think I think it's amazing, and 
you know, um, going the extra effort to be inclusive, you know, of LGBT plus people and just being inclusive of everyone is always a great thing. So, um, yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Emma, and it's been great finding a little bit more about killing kittens. Thank you very much. Now, can I, I'm on a WhatsApp group with five really filthy girlfriends of mine. Oh, gosh. And just before I came on, they said there's a word I can't even say. Okay. I hate it so much. And they said, you've got to say that word on Radio. Is um, it? Do you want me I to say I can't even it? get it into the conversation. I'm going to have to say it. I'm just going to is say it? it moist. Oh, moist. moist. I, 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 I was going to say it. something. I, I was going to say something so worse. So no, much worse than that, that, Emma. <laughs> I nearly puked as I said that, to be honest. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, was go- I was almost going to say the word I thought you were going to say, and I'm really glad that I didn't. What was it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Um, okay. Emma, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for coming Thank on. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. See you later. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. She was a treat, wasn't she? <laughs> she I'm, was I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so glad I didn't say that word. I've I said it before. I've said it before. To be to fair. Bed. I just put my children to bed. Now I'm talking about KK. 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 Two K's. We need to make that clear. All right. Let's let's have a little bit more music. Let's have some Cheryl Crow. Love a bit of Cheryl Crow. Um, so it was it was really really great um, having Emma um, from Killing Kittens telling us a little bit like about kind of sex parties and things there. Um, but I think I think there was a real kind of um, distinction that I kind of drew from. I think you know what everything that she's doing is incredible and she's trying to empower women and give women a, a you know a safe space. But I do think not in a bad way because you do need you need spaces for heterosexual people and you need spaces for LGBT plus people. And I feel like she's she's what she's done a very good job of is creating a space for um, straight women who maybe have a, a, a tendency or an interest to kind of um, experiment a little bit. And she's given them a wonderful space mm. to do that. But I do think there is a difference yeah. between that and creating a space for lgbt plus people specifically and i think it's i think it's important to kind of draw a distinction between those things and i'm sure you know maybe if a if a if a a lesbian woman for instance wanted to go along to one of these parties i'm sure that they would be welcomed and that they would fit in but i think you know there are there are other spaces probably specifically providing that um i don't know if there's like a an organization or anything out there that's like creating um, a free kind of sex party environment for lesbian women, but I'm sure that exists. Yeah, it's uh, you know I I can tell you right now there's like there's probably about 50 sex parties for gay men going on in London <laughs> right now. There must be some um, lesbians. So no I'm sure idea. that um, so I I just think for you know any lesbian women watching uh, listening sorry um, you know something like this is definitely interesting, but I think it's it's important to explore all your options and to find the thing that is the perfect fit for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know if you're a straight woman and you want to dabble then i think i think something like this is perfect um yeah that that, that I, I i loved i loved having emma on um would you like to play another game charlotte yes games 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 yes yes um everyone loves this game everyone adores this game this okay. is porn or not porn oh okay um so in this game i have five clips um some of them are from porn and some yeah. of them are from not porn and you're gonna have to figure out Yep. Which are which? Um, so, um, a lot of people have said that your song "Shelter" yes. um, sounds a bit like a James Bond theme. Have you yeah, heard this? Yeah, I have indeed. Yeah. Um, so, we want you to today figure out whether these are from Bond films <laughs> or from okay. porn. 
Do you I like did. the little I connection like we made there? Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it was a bit of a stretch, but but we that's got good. there. That's good. <laughs> so Bond films or porn? Okay, are you ready? Yeah. For your your first one. Yeah. Okay, so porn or not porn? Let's go. <laughs> wow. That was really short. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're they're all pretty short. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, not porn. Why do you think not porn? I'm trying to think what kind of porn that well, would be in. See, the thing is, I think, like, if, if you go in for, like, a man orgasming, <laughs> doesn't really, <laughs> not feeling it. It sounds like a baddie who's in trouble. It does, doesn't it? But, like, b- but what if this was, like, a man who's tied up and maybe he's being spanked? Oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> porn is very diverse. It's not, it's not that horrifying of a scream, really. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, like, a slight uncomfort, but, but not, like, manageable. Yeah. Ooh. But I know what you mean. It does kind of sound like a baddie in distress. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like it's all like Bond just surprised him or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let's go for not born for this one then. Okay, so you are absolutely correct. It is a man falling from a plane in Die Another Day. <laughs> from Here a it, plane? From a plane. Here he goes. <laughs> yeah, I can see him. I can see him taking a tumble. There should be so much more. You know, like, <laughs> should be so much more to that noise. <laughs> all right, your next one is... <laughs> Again, <laughs> I recognise this one. I feel. I feel like I've ever. Well, in the background, there's a little bit there's of there's a... a noise, and that <laughs> sounds like music. Yeah, but there's music in porn, isn't there? Oh uh, yeah, but. <laughs> mm. I don't. Can I hear water? Water? I... Can you hear a little bit of trickling? Yeah. Oh, there is a little bit of water going on. Okay. Maybe uh, it could be porn. They've got a tap running in the background. Maybe she's been given poison. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, let's... One more time. One more. Last one. Last one. <laughs> oh. I, I'm going to go for porn. You think that's porn? Yeah. All right. You are oh, wrong. It is a bon- bond in a fight scene with an evil woman in Goldeneye. Oh. And the nameless, the famous n- evil woman. <laughs> this is a good game. All right, here she is one last time. <laughs> I could, like, she's taking like a, she's got, she's just been like kicked in the face or something yeah. is what I'm seeing there. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, your next one is, yeah. here we go. Oh, wow. Wow. Gosh. Like, he sounds like he's enjoying that. He, d- he does sound like he's enjoying it, doesn't he? That's porn. Yeah, that's porn. Yeah, it's got to be. What if he's just like a, That sounds like a spank Bond like slapping him around the face I don't think Bond's a slapper uh, I don't think he is <laughs> so, so we think that one's porn Yeah yeah Yes Absolutely correct That is Mikey gets spanked Mikey gets spanked Yeah that's Mikey oh. Yeah, oh. yeah he Good it. old Mikey He does love it He really loves it Alright your next one is oh. Wow well, that's clearly porn. <laughs> no, 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 Charlotte, look. That's um, James Bond. He's, tr- he's yawning. He's stretching. <laughs> yeah. He's in bed. He's having a nice big stretch and a yawn. <sighs> yeah. Do you see? Am I convincing I mean, you? Uh, he could be lifting something heavy. Yeah, he's like he, James Bond in, in the gym. You know, he doesn't get that body for doing nothing. This is him. This is James Bond and doing again. deadlifts. <sighs> I think that's porn. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a uh, g- giant man comes over town. Over town? A whole, a whole town. <laughs> giant man comes over town is all the information I have. So this is some kind of giant porn. 
where I a like man, a giant, a giant, oh, like fee five by Yeah, exactly. and I think he's, he's like popping one out and then like just ejaculating <laughs> over an entire town. You know, that's, that's, that's the kind of porn I watch. Let's have him one more time. Just, just visualize the giant standing over New York City. Jack and the Beanstalk. Just <laughs> drowning them, drowning the yeah. poor people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's 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 have your final porn or not porn. Okay. Well, 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 well. Mm. There's a lot going on there in a a very, very, very short... Sounds like there's movement happening. Mm. Let's go with porn. That's porn, do you? But Mm. what do you think that is? What what, what are you seeing? What are you seeing, Charlotte? I can see... Mm. It sounds like... I can see some sort of, like, pleasurable struggle. Yeah, I, I hear a bookcase breaking is what I hear. <laughs> listen, listen though. Do you hear the bookcase breaking? <laughs> exactly that, yeah. Uh, it's got to be porn. You think that's porn? Yeah. No. You are wrong. <gasps> it is not porn. What scene is that from? It's, it's clearly Charlotte, and I don't know how you didn't get this. It's clearly Bond in a fight in Her Majesty's Secret Service. I don't know how you didn't get that. He sounds like he's enjoying that. Well... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's debatable. Should we have them all together? Let's see. Let's yeah. see how they sound. <laughs> Great. That that, that 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 sounds like one of Emma's sex parties. That's that's what that sounds like. Great, having a great time. Um, you did very well. You got four out of five. Oh, and, okay. And cool. and I think you got four out of five. I wasn't really counting. Maybe three. Um, should we do a song? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do "Next Girl" by the Black Keys. <laughs> Very cool song choice there, Charlotte. Thank you. Very, very cool song choice. Um, We're going to be playing another game now, and this is Match Me If You Can. Okay. Um, So in front of me here, I have a celebrity dating profile. And Ooh, you're okay. gonna—it's a fake one. We've yeah. like we've 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 fabricated this. This okay. isn't actually because um, I would swipe this person right if this was their real profile. <laughs> um, so I've got their dating profile in front of me here, and I'm going to read it out to you mm-hmm. um, with these little clues, and you're going to have to try and figure out who this celebrity might be. Okay. And I feel like you, I feel like you're a smart cookie, and I feel <laughs> like you you're going to get this. I feel like you're going to get All this right. one right. All okay. right. So. The f- your first clue is it is a young hunk who loves a run on the beach. Ah, uh, okay. A young hunk who loves to run on the beach. Any ideas there? It's quite vague. Yeah. It's quite. I, 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 I'm a young hunk who loves a run on the beach. Hunk's a bit of a stretch. That's like movies. Mm. Mm. With beaches. It's not really narrowing it down very much. <laughs> There's a couple that come to mind straight away. Go but- on. Which? There's like the beach. Like the came beach to me straight away. Oh, so like a little Leo. bit of Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a lovely, lovely man. Oh, he was lovely. I, he still is lovely. I don't he know why I say in past tense. I my just I adore when like in both the beach and Titanic. Little Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my god. Kate Winslet as well. Her as well. Yeah, I Absolute mean, yeah. Belter of a woman. Belter of a woman. Um, 
So do you think it might be Leonardo DiCaprio? Is there more clues? There are more clues. Okay, no, I don't think... You're not going to commit? No, no, I'm not going to Not going to commit to that. All right, your next clue is singing and dancing is his forte. Has Leonardo DiCaprio done any singing and dancing? Not that I can think of. No, don't think it's him then, do you? No, he does like macho <laughs> stuff. He does like knives and gangs and... And sinking ships. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's good at. Have you seen him in, um, what's that kind of problematic but great film? Uh, I mean, there's so many, Charlotte. Oh, the one that he's in, The Wolf on Wall Street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great oh, film. Why is it problematic? Well, is it problematic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. I okay. Mean, against women <laughs> and dwarves and, you know. Sure. Like, okay. <laughs> but amazing film. Um, he, you know, he's not a singer and dancer. No. So your clue is so far. A young hunk who loves a run on the beach. Yeah. Singing and dancing is his forte. Oh, okay. Oh, oh! You've got a glint in your eye. Should feel like you know who it is. Yeah. Don't say it just yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you another clue. All right. He's not shy when it comes to flashing some skin. His best friends are his muscles. Mm. Wasn't always muscly this one though, but is now. You totally confirmed it for me. Have I? I was thinking that exactly. Do you want to? Uh, do you want me to give you... I'm going to give you the final clue. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I feel I like you've already got this right. Yeah. Um, the final clue is he's been acting since he was in high school. Hi, oh, Tom. she's he got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is it? Zac Efron. It is Zac Efron. Yeah. Absolutely yes. correct. If he, if he popped up on my chappy dating app, I swear to God, I'd, that'd be the end of me. Not that he ever would. <laughs> he's, a, he's a heterosexual man. Um, we've had some people tweet in guessing their answers. Um, so the lovely Ed Garrett, Zac Efron, too easy. Um, the lovely Jess also guessed correctly. And Bea Rose also guessed Zac Efron. Not going to lie. He's super muscly now. He is. He's got hella buff. Yeah. Um, this is really embarrassing, Charlotte. But I was I was shown the, the, the dating app earlier. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out who it was. <laughs> um <laughs> So, so yeah, is the first one that's like in reference to Baywatch, right? Yeah, so it, the first one was in reference to Baywatch, and then you know he lo- he loves to get his body out in basically every movie he's ever Everything. been in, singing and dancing, high school, it's all there. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't film. I couldn't figure it out because I'm clearly an idiot. Because looking at it now, it seems really Maybe obvious. Easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, we're going to be reacting to some sex confessions shortly. It is not too late to send them in. So if you do have something that you would like to confess, it is completely anonymous. Just send them in to Callum at FubarRadio.com. Um, and also somebody has said that they thought it was Robert Downey Jr. And that is low-key who I thought it was. Um what beach is so <laughs> I'm really embarrassed that I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. I don't I don't I don't know if he's ever been on a beach, but like the blurred out picture looks like Robert Downey Jr. It does a little bit. And that's what threw me. Yeah. So it's like, is he really thirty? You were kidding me. Zach Efron is not is he thirty? I'll be thirty in a few years. Whoa. That seems so old. That's not old. No, someone told me that life is incredible from thirty onwards. Can't wait. I'm, I'm clinging on to that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a great <laughs> the time. Twenties are shit. <laughs> True, because I feel like no, you get a bit more. Get a bit, bit more stabilization in your thirties, yeah. don't you? Like your thirty. It's like oh, you're don't know where I am, and then thirtieth yes. birthday, boom, everything's exactly. got it together. Everything's You've got great. Your stuff together, it's all good. Life's perfect. All right, let's let's do a song and then we're going to be having your sex confessions. Oh, Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah. This is very exciting. Yes. This this is fire. Oh. Do you know who this is by? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's Charlotte. <laughs> 
bit of fire there, Charlotte. Yeah. Bit of fire. I keep playing it. That's, a, that's, that's one of your older ones, isn't it? I feel uh, like I heard came, that quite a while ago. It came out about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a good one. It's a so short, it's, snappy one. It's quite... Oh, is that about... Oh, I know what this is about. This is, this is about when the, the pillow caught fire. It is slightly... Is it actually? Inspired. Yeah, it actually is. You're like, joking? Not, well, that song isn't about her, but that song is kind of about... Um, how it was my first time being single in a really really long time mm. and um i was just really excited about being single and feeling like a young woman doing yeah i can do what i want but yeah when that actually happened the word fire came to me when i was writing the song and i was like yeah just chuck it in there nobody needs to know it's about the pillow i love it i love yeah. it i just i I, th- I, th- I feel like people should know it's about the pillow <laughs> <laughs> they, they do now <laughs> they do now absolutely incredible well speaking of uh, you know sexual incidents um had some sex confessions come in from our lovely listeners so the first sex confession that we have had my husband doesn't know i'm trans gosh he thinks it is time to add to our happy family how do i tell him that all of our trying has been in vain because despite my best efforts to be to be the person i always felt i was i'm still not who he thinks i am gosh so i'm assuming um that this is somebody who is living as this is a, tra- a transgender woman mm. um, and the husband doesn't know that they're trans so they, d- they didn't know that they've ever transitioned they um, assumed that this person was assigned female at birth when right, they actually okay. weren't is, is, I think that's what's happening here yeah. um, and they've been trying to get pregnant but obviously the it's, woman can't get pregnant yeah. because of the fact that they're trans that is a really really big, that's big. question um, and I feel like you, uh, it, I say this so like it sounds so easy for me to say this, but obviously I think that there needs to be a conversation there. There needs to be a conversation there where you do tell them yeah. that you that you are trans. Um, and I feel like that transparency is really important. But you know, I don't I don't say that lightly. I I completely appreciate mm-hmm. that that is going to be an enormously difficult thing to do, um, especially before perhaps the husband wants to take it further you know and kind of figure out why they can't yeah absolutely because it it, 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 you know it's it's going to be potentially difficult for the husband because they're not just realizing that their Mm. that their partner is is trans which is an enormous secret to have um but also that they can't um, biologically have a baby together but absolutely you know there's amazing options there are amazing options um i would like to think that this man has married you for who you are and that this man is going to love you no matter who you are um and i would say that if this was something that would cause your husband to run a mile or run away obviously that that would be devastating but also i think that ultimately that they aren't the right person that you know that that the the person that you should marry and stay with is a person for loves you for who you are um and i really 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 hope that your your husband does love you for who you are and i'm sure that he does it's not going to change the person you are either no you you, you, you've you've always been this person and 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 nothing's going to change that um i I, it, it it is an enormous undertaking to have this conversation and it it's it's intense i'm going to give you that um all i can do is wish you all the best of luck with it and i just really really hope that it works out and that they that he does respect you and love you for who you really are um and thank you for sending that in because that's quite um intimate and personal um 
yeah gosh we went we went in uh, deep and serious there charlotte <laughs> um okay let's let's have another one this this one is definitely not as as serious as the last I once got popcorn stuck in my boyfriend's belly button. We had to stop having sex because we were laughing so much. <laughs> I think that's tremendous. I de- where, how did the popcorn even, like, how, wh- wh- where did the popcorn come from? I feel like this was one of those incidents. They sat together watching a movie, you know, nice popcorn, bowl of popcorn on the lap, and then things got a little bit frisky. Bowl of popcorn's gone flying, popcorn everywhere. <laughs> They're going at it, and then next minute... Boom, popcorn stuck in the belly button. What are you going to do? Eat it out. That's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. I love a bit of popcorn. Yeah, me too. Food in the bedroom, always a good time. I like a food fight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I also love that they kind of had to have sex because they were laughing so much. I think that's lovely. It is lovely, isn't it? And I think people take sex so seriously all the time. And, you know, like, I think sex, sex at the end of the day, when you really think about it, sex is the most ridiculous and silly thing you can do. You're literally, like, smushing your genitalia together smushing <laughs> smushing your like organs you use for waste and just kind of like jamming them together and then like oh i'm gonna like jam this in your mouth now and then here grab that bit of plastic and like shove that inside <laughs> you like that that it's it's the most nonsense thing that humans do i feel like if aliens watched us they'd be like what the hell are they doing like it's it's the most bizarre nonsensical thing come up with some much less funnier technique up there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's very serious up there. Um, and, I, you know, I think you have to laugh. And, like, I've been in so many sexual situations where, like, something ridiculous happens or, oh, yeah. you know, or some, you know, all sorts of things can happen in sex. And you just, I think it's, I think it's fun to laugh at it. And I don't think that takes, I think some people are like, oh, that takes something away from it and it makes it less sexy. And I don't think it does. I think it makes it even more intimate. And even if it is just a a, a casual hookup, like you're there to have fun and like having a laugh is... Having a little conversation. Having a little, yeah. Um, And like... I agree. So, you know, shout out to you two. Um, I'm glad that the popcorn got stuck there. Glad the popcorn (laughs) didn't get stuck somewhere else. That's how you get a yeast infection. Don't want to do that. Um... So, yeah, whoever you are, thank you so much for sending that one in. Would you like um, to read this next one? Because this next one is for you, Charlotte. Okay. I am really attracted to musicians, but I find it hard to approach them. Does Charlotte have any advice? Oh. Oh. Yes. Yes, I do, (laughs) actually. Um, I would say the absolute best thing you can do is to not put them on a pedestal. Mm. Because they are absolutely as human as, as you are. And one of the problems I think you do with musicians and bands and people you just look up to them ultimately, like straight away that you end up saying awkward and uncomfortable things and it's uncomfortable for everybody so just approach them like you know you've met them in a coffee shop or something just super casual and I, just don't overthink it and yeah I think I, I think that is like literally the best piece of advice that has ever been given on this show I, and I completely agree with Charlotte and I know that I personally, maybe you might not agree with me on this one, Charlotte. You may think I'm a little bit ridiculous on this. But like if I'm ever in a situation um, at a party or something and I see like a celebrity or something, musician, whoever they are, um, who I adore um, and I want to chat to them, no matter how much I love them, like if it was like if like Ollie Alexander's on the other side of the room, I would not go up to him and be yeah. like, oh my God, like I love your music. Like I love this song. I love this. I love this. I loved it. I saw you perform here and it was amazing. Like I would just go and chat to him like another human being. Yes. But I find one way, and this is where you may disagree. Okay. One way that I find to really help me do that 
is to pretend like I don't know who they are. Wow, that's and I know pretty that, tactical, actually. I know it sounds silly, but, like, if I'm just, like, yeah. hey, how are you doing? Like, what's your night like? And, oh, what do you do? Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm a musician. Oh, that's that really, really cool. Well. And, like, it's it's kind of hard to do sometimes. Like, yeah. But I, I, it works for me. And, yeah, I know it's a little bit... It's pretty brave. You're, you're lying. You are lying And they bit, may but... be offended if they're, like, a massive celebrity. And you're like, oh, what do you yeah, do? Yeah, but then you know, like, their ego is way too big. And True. You should be out there. Like, you're way. chatting to Zac Efron. Like, oh, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Oh, you're an actor. Oh, been in anything I know. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, but, but your advice, Charlotte, absolutely, absolutely spot on. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. We've got one more here. Um, would you like to read this one as well? Because you've got such a lovely reading voice. Okay. <clears throat> I've had a girlfriend for many years, but recently I've started having sex with another man. This is problematic on so many levels, so I needed to tell someone. This is my first step into trying to sort out of my life and my head. Gosh, they've not told anyone and they decided Whoa. to tell us. That was an error. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, wow, okay. So I'm interested to know why this person has now started having sex. So I don't know if this is a girl who has a girlfriend or a guy or a non-binary person with a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um, have they been having sex with men before? Like, there's a lot of unanswered questions here, but... They're problematic on so many levels. Mm, Makes you think it's... I... Know. You know, well, they're cheating. Yeah. I think that's the main thing there. Um, but I'm also interested to know why they're having sex with another man. Is it because they've realised that they're actually in, attracted to men instead of women? Mm. Are they attracted to men as well as? Are they just yeah. experimenting? Like, there's... And I think... The answer to this question is that we don't have the answer, but I think figuring out why you are having sex with this guy is the most important thing. Why are you doing it? Are you in love with them? Are you attracted to them? Are you attracted to your girlfriend still? Yeah. And I think f getting to the root of that and figuring that out mm -hmm. is going to be like the first step towards figuring this out. I feel like maybe you haven't quite figured this out in your head yet. And I think that's what needs to come first. And then, you know, if, if we are the first people you're telling, then maybe, you know, talk about this with your best friend or your mum or your brother or, you know, somebody close to you. Um, that would be my advice. I think that's pretty good advice. I think yeah. so. I'm not sure. Um, but also, like, not in a judgmental way, um, but also cheating's not good. Um, try not to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always find that if, you know, if you have such an overwhelming desire to cheat on somebody then maybe either maybe you need an open relationship and maybe you need to have a conversation with your partner about that or maybe you shouldn't be with your partner anymore if you're if it's if it's if you really really cannot control yourself and you want to be with somebody else maybe it's time to call that relationship to a close I'm not saying do that i'm just you know think about it it's something to think about well charlotte um that brings us to the end of the show it's gone yes. so quick. It's been so great having you Thank here. Thank you so much for having me. And getting to catch up with you. Because it's how many, when did I last see you? Uh, what, we're going back six, six years ago. Six years now. Six yeah. years. So it's been, it's been lovely to catch up with you for two hours with lots of lovely great. listeners. Um, and yeah, where can people find you? Um, you can check me out on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, everywhere. Really. And what are your handles? Is it just Charlotte Carpenter? Uh, it's just C Carpenter Music on most places. Okay. You'll find me there. Or just Google her if or you can't Google find Charlotte it. Charlotte Carpenter and loads of old, horrible photos will come up and be, all the music's there. <laughs> there's no other famous Charlotte Carpenters, are there? There isn't, no. No, good, good. So just, just you know, yeah. if you can't find a Googler. But do you think there's a referee? 
You fuck the referee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll see me. <laughs> All right, Charlotte, you've been an absolute treat. Let's have the lovely Dagny play us out with a bit of fool's gold. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.